Welcome to a new series for the Gameology brand. This is Make It or Break It. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Favai, and... I'm Attila Gabriel Brinitsky. So what's Make It or Break It going to be about? So over the years, I've come up with just like tons of game design ideas, right? It just, everyone thinks of ideas for stuff. If you're a writer, you come up with like ideas for uh, short stories or novels. If you're a video editor, you come up with like ideas for short videos and whatever. Anyway, I've come up with a lot of design ideas over the years, more than I could possibly make. So I figure it would be a fun segment to do on the podcast to sort of self-critique some of the stuff I've come up with over the ages. See if there was anything that um, sounds like it would be worth making or whether the concept is just terrible and it should be trashed. So make it or break it. Sure. And maybe just uh, tell people the video that they're watching in the background right now, what that is and oh. where that's available. So you've, uh, you've got footage of Robo's World, the Zarnok Fortress, playing on the video portion of the podcast. And um, that's one of the uh, design ideas that I saw through to fruition, all from when I originally came up with the idea when I was about 14 years old. And hmm. that's now a fully polished product available on Steam. And there you go. if you're getting it anytime soon, it's going to be uh, participating in both the fall and winter Steam sales. Fantastic. All right. So let's get to your crap ideas. <laughs> hey, some of them are <laughs> going to be good. Um, obviously, some of the best ideas, uh, the ones that I can foresee myself making, maybe I won't be sharing those. But in general, I'm pretty much going to be going through these alphabetically. Uh, I've come up with everything from the games that I've actually made and that I'm very happy with to like the, an idea for having an origami simulator. Because mm. why not, right? Sure. It's a, it's a tried um, and tested idea that's been around for maybe centuries. Why not? I thought you were going to say the concept of a simulator game has been around for centuries. And it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I know that um, the, the, the simulator prefix or suffix, I guess, depending on uh, the game, has been increasingly popular in the last, like, five or so years kind of when okay. surgeon simulator really made it big i thought having an origami simulator um not as something silly like it does like it would be similar. a genuine simulation of origami yeah so in the way that shigeru miyamoto um really uh, I, i've seen i saw a video where he mentioned recently how he likes the idea of things that can both be a game and then have a way for players to express themselves. So that's why we got something like Mario Paint and Mario Maker. Sure. Or even, um, I mean, like we were talking about in an episode, Mario Odyssey, where you and I had different play styles. Um, yeah. You can really sort of express the way you want to play and the way you want to explore and interact. Yeah. So uh, the I, I didn't even plan on talking about the origami simulator that much, but uh, one of the ideas that I did have written down here, and I'm putting this one first because um, <laughs> the idea was called Arrow Key Trap Maze. I like it. Sounds simple. So this is... A lot of my ideas are sort of based around seeing something that somebody else has come up with and right. being like wow really people like that okay sure how about this so okay 
the way arrow key trap maze works is I'm, I'm just reading what I wrote. Pressing the arrow keys triggers traps which injure you. Okay, so you uh, <laughs> pressing the arrow keys triggers traps that injure you. How do you yeah. play the game correctly? <laughs> What's the win state? The game is about psychology, giving the player empty space to move into, but hurting them if they go into <laughs> it by setting off a trap. Okay, so... Getting to the end lets you tweet how long it took you to beat the puzzle and how many times you died. You earn the right to tweet. That's it. That's the, that's the full snippet, the full document on arrow key trap maze. So why didn't this make it all the way out the door? Why isn't this... Why haven't you attached your name, produced this, marketed it? Why didn't you take it to Dragon's Den? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see. The game is about psychology... I don't know what I meant by that. I legitimately do not know what I meant by that. You probably thought you were so smart when you wrote that. It's about psychology. It's pretty advanced. I took year one psychology, (laughs) so I'm learning No, I've never taken a psychology course. It would be cool. I'd love to. But um, I think the thing that I was getting at here is the idea of a maze without walls. The idea that you have to sort of memorize the input sequence of going through a maze oh, okay. by memorizing a sequence of keys. Like it's up, up, over, left. Um, if you've ever seen uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, yeah. there ended up being a mini game, and I don't remember the timeline on this. I don't remember when I came up with this idea versus when that game came out. Um, but there is uh, one module in the Keep Talking Nobody Explodes game where the... There's a maze that the player with the, who's operating the bomb can see are operating on the bomb, and they have to describe the, the maze, and then somebody else has to match that maze and then give them instructions. I don't know. I guess the, the idea of um, having to remember a sequence of like your, your, how your position changes in space and how, uh, as the player's moving... It's not just about the fact that you, you, you would be able to double back on yourself, but then sometimes like a wall would form in a place that you had previously passed through. Mm-hmm. So it, it really was just this idea of um, like rote memorization, I guess. Okay, so just it was a pure memorization thing. There wasn't a lot you could infer from sort of just looking. No, there wasn't like there wasn't any visual feedback to it. So it was kind no. of like a it was like a blind maze in a way. Basically, yeah, you just have to sort of remember which the what the key sequence is to get through the game. And I guess um, if you can imagine sort of playing like someone, you, you use the word blind. Someone legitimately could play this. Like if they if they were blindfolded or if they actually didn't have uh, full visual faculty, um, they would be able to, you know, make inputs up, down, left, and right. And then like their controller could vibrate if they know they've made a mistake and then they have to repeat from the start. Right. So I guess where I would get frustrated with that is that like, I'm all for repeating things to, to be able to successfully beat them. But when, when it just feels like the only way to, to learn is to fail, yeah, I think that would be pretty frustrating, and that would it's probably awful. where you you probably lose a lot of uh, engagement that way. Where it's it's okay if like if you yeah. you want to be able to see, even if it is blind, 
have mm-hmm. a chance at it. Whereas that would feel, I guess it would feel cheap in a way. I, you know, so Absolutely. that would be, huh? Do you think there's anything you would take from that idea and move forward with that might make it into um, another game? This entirely fleshed out idea you've had. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I think it violates one of my sort of key ideas of giving players information and mm. allowing people to act on that information. I think there's too little information here to have a meaningful play experience. Um, and, you know, that's that's my thoughts on what I would consider to be a good game. But then you see stuff coming out on mobile platforms all the time that breaks these kind of rules and people play it anyway. People play frustrating games all the time. So I guess this was along the lines of, you know, if you like that frustrating junk, maybe you like this frustrating junk. I mean, the very few, I don't play very many mobile games, but the one that has stayed on my phone is um, Super Hexagon. Mm. And I love the one because it's because you can play a meaningful game of it in five seconds or my longest game is maybe 45 seconds. And yeah. it's and but the thing about it is, even though it's very challenging, it's the the uh, the area spins and you're trying to navigate and one hit kills you. And all you can do is move left or right. The information is yeah. always presented. I never really feel absolutely ripped off with it it does kind of get to a point where it starts rotating at the same time but the information is always there and that seems to be the most important thing for a game that is impossible for me to beat i still really enjoy it and go back to it because it's always there it's always laid on the table yeah so i think i would have to give this one a break it okay (laughs) all right that one's not gonna pass well i i like the idea of um of uh when you said arrow key, yeah, in in its current format, for sure, yeah, break it. But I do like the idea of games with arrow keys, just something really simple. You could do one-handed, um, or yeah. you could do on a phone, um, and maybe a game that requires no visuals at all. I like that idea as well. And if it was just more of like a reflex thing, if it was just like left, right, up, down, like and maybe memorizing patterns, kind of like a bop it, I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with that toy. Oh, yeah. You know, one of those things... Um, that I mean, that's obviously a really proven idea. So to make a video game of it would be probably not a big, uh, big step. So, and I love rhythm yeah. games too, as well. So, yeah, that, I, do, I do think uh, just sort of tangentially, I think Bop It is a really cool toy. I, I I like the design of that thing as like a reflex test of like command issued, execute command, pace increases as time goes on. It's nice. It's simple. I think the I had an original Bop It. Mm. Uh, I don't think I have it anymore. <laughs> okay but um probably i like it i like that toy i think that's a good example of an electronic execution based toy um not that i played it super often but the idea of like passing it back and forth between a friend that mm-hmm. was also fun because then it's a matter of like kind of like a hot potato thing of you see how long you can keep going with it before you pass it on someone else messes it up so yeah, i don't know maybe one of those things that looks so easy and seems so easy, and then once you get a hold of it, it's, there's that extra yeah. layer of it. All so right. maybe that's the maybe that's the way to make arrow key trap maze interesting. <laughs> is the idea that you take turns making inputs, and whoever guesses wrong out of up, down, left, and right, you know, you got a twenty five percent chance of getting it right, making the correct input. Mm, that's true, but who wants to leave it up to chance? Um, you can also check out our other Gameology video called Luck versus Skill for more there on you that. Go. You know, when you said trap maze, I thought that, oh, cool, you're going to make traps to trap other people. Kind of like... Yeah, something actually clever. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, well, I, I like the way, like, when you read, when you, if you read what I say here, yeah. it's triggering traps which injure you. It's about 
um, hurting the player if they go in the wrong space. That could easily sound as though like these are real traps you're springing on someone and actually hurting people. Yeah, jigsaw. Like it doesn't mention like the player character. It just no. mentions hurting the player. I'm gonna make their it's phone awful. vibrate so much it hurts, and then it's gonna overheat and explode battery acid in their face. Only that's a Samsung exclusive feature. <laughs> All right, I'm not getting a sponsorship from them. All right, so Good Lord, no. What uh, um, what's up next on the old okay. bucket? Okay, so this one's called RGB, and I, I made a point of spelling out like A R G E E B E E. Wow, that's going to be hard to Google. So RGB, what are we talking about? Red, green, blue, primary color game. Red and blue squares. Red must avoid blue, and blue must avoid red. You use twin joystick control to move two squares simultaneously each in their own grid the squares must avoid incoming obstacles in their grids uh, that sounds great i mean you've got you got a twin stick format but you have not only do you have two things you have to move independently of each other but they have independent rules that are opposing yeah. so that's a yes. real kind of um it's kind of like when you tell somebody to look at a look at a square and the background may be say blue and yeah. the text might be in yellow, but it'll read out the letter spell green or something. And then you're it's, trying to like, It's one of those challenges of like read the color of the word, not what the word says. Yes. That's what yes. you're thinking of, right? That's a very concise way to put it. So this sounds pretty good to me. What was the, what was the problem with that? Nothing I can give really. it a make it just, so far. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I elaborate on some details. Sometimes my documents include like how I actually plan on executing on some of these ideas. Yeah. Uh, so I elaborate here. This can be done with two views drawn in the room. The views move around the room independently of each other, sometimes circling or switching places. So can okay. you imagine if each each one of these sort of viewports yeah. actually, like you, you start with left on left and right on right, and then they start moving and you have to keep track of which one's in which space as like one sort of shifts up and shifts down. Um if they just like swap places suddenly like sure. that could get uh could get kind of tricky definitely this is definitely much more in the sort of like brain teaser kind of category i i like this one a lot because it comes down to just recognition uh, and it's reflex based and it's coordination based i think this is, this is the kind of game you could tell somebody you could convince somebody that this might be good for you you know, good yeah, for it's uh, a lot of these games, like the, it, um, it, I'm going to ruin another sponsorship, uh, Lumosity. This is the kind of thing you'd see on one of those platforms. Okay. Uh, even though it is proven that those things are complete junk and don't do anything. Oh. Yeah. You will get better at playing the games. Right. But those skills do not translate into real life. That's how I you feel might about have... Sorry, keep going. Like it might improve your um, reaction time, um, but and this is to contrast, by the way, with games like Brain Age. Brain Age actually had you doing like math problems and reading aloud and like building on actual skills. If you can get yourself a copy of Brain Age on the 3DS, you could do much worse. Mm -hmm. um, but things like Lumosity, which you know have like simple games, like I tried it, the the free version of it. Um, it's it's garbage. You're not actually going to learn. You're not going to improve your mental facilities. Uh, the fact that they sell it like snake oil, I have a huge problem with that. So um, I don't mind burning that bridge because I, I just that kind of thing frustrates me. Hmm. Um. Well, I'm excited to be such a downer. No, that's fine. I like 
like depressed. I find beauty in the depression. I was thinking about a game called Velocibox, where mm. uh, it's it's a you're racing a cube down a hallway and uh, you're just avoiding obstacles. Whether you're jumping, the gimmick of the game is that you can rotate the actual room, okay, to um, to avoid the objects, and then it goes faster and faster and faster. But what I didn't like about that is that I'm fine with the game going faster and faster. But what they would do is because you had to flip the room, it was a totally different skill set than just fastly reacting because mm. it would flip your perception of, okay, now down is up, left is right. And that was the part that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't take the foundation of the first skill and go on to the next. And I understand that that is the whole gimmick of the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it felt like too different of a, of a mechanic. And that's fine if that's what they want to do. But for me, it wasn't building on that initial concept. Yeah. Like I would, and I would love to find more games that are all about just things like Thumper. I absolutely love Thumper because it sticks with a few of the basic commands. If anyone doesn't know, it's a, it's, it's a rhythm game where you're racing down a track and you just dodge and you jump and you move left and right. But it never really, it doesn't mess with that and all of a sudden reverse your controls like... Like how many games have done that? Oh, you had a potion, and now you're confused, and all your controls are reversed. I don't find that yeah. super fun. It's because no, it's very unexpected. Anytime, yeah, anytime that you're um, just like making the controls inherently difficult, like yeah. that's actually something that I would change about this. Um, the way that this gameplay concept I have written down here is that I wouldn't actually like if you have left stick, right stick that you know one controls red, one controls blue. I would never want to fully swap the positions of those on the screen because I don't like the idea that um, it's it's a it's an issue that comes up in the indie game uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Okay, where you have these individual stick controls for the characters when the one on the left switches places on screen with the one on the right, it becomes incredibly hard to like, you're, you're constantly going to have somebody walking into something because they've switched over and our brains just really don't like that. Well, um, it'd be like if you asked uh, if you asked a drummer to, okay, now you have to drum left-handed or right-handed because like what you're used to be doing on say one instrument over here and one instrument over there. Now they're swapped. Yeah. It would be very, very difficult for them to do. Yeah. Um, by contrast in the, um, in the minigame in Nintendo Land, I think it's Sweet Day, something like that. It's the Animal Crossing-themed minigame. Um, you do control two separate characters, but the camera rotates around the world to keep the character left on left, right on right. Mm. And even then you're running into walls. But at least you never have this like brain cross-wiring of the characters like left not controlling left and right not controlling right. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate what Nintendo was able to do in that minigame. And I completely understand, uh, given the scope of Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, why they couldn't have the camera freely rotating around every environment to keep left on left and right on right. Um, it's a left on right so. crime. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, so, so the, this, uh, this one I would definitely put into the make pile. I, would, I, I could see this being a, a quick little... Uh, it's a game I would play on a mobile uh, yeah. because it's such a simple concept. No yeah. disrespect, but like, you know, it's it, no for sure. And I mean, it's something you, I guess you could expand on. I guess in a way, like brothers, like well, let's have a story it's, and tell a beautiful not, tale. But there isn't always a point to expanding on some of these. Some of these are just meant to be mini games. They're none. none, none um, don't go into the series thinking that every single thing we discuss is just going to be a fully fleshed out game. The yeah. games that we are going to be discussing uh, are everything from uh, like this. 
not even just mini game level, but think like WarioWare micro game level, like something that yeah. you hop into for a, f- a few seconds. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like the the like you walk up to a a door and have to do a hacking mini game, and it's this. It's the RGB sort of experience. Yeah. So that's the sort of scale and scope of some of these projects, up to full projects. Yeah, and it, uh, there was a great shooter on the Dreamcast and the GameCube called Ikaruga. And mm-hmm. you would, you know, you'd rotate your ship from either being black yeah. or white, and one side would absorb bullets, the other side would take damage from them, and you, and then you would have different ammunition depending on it. And it was just, it added a wrinkle to an already great genre, and it just kind of had your brain thinking in that same way. So yeah, this I would definitely play this double thumbstick color avoidance yeah. game, yeah, so thirty it, it seconds is, at a time, minute at a time. It is, it is a lot like Ikaruga, except instead of swapping one object to be either black or white, you have both objects on screen and you're controlling both of them simultaneously and i think it's definitely kind of up there in terms of the level of challenge like having to sort of think about how some obstacles are going to hurt one thing that are safe for another thing to pass through Um, well i think it would be fun to kind of whip this out over the course of like a prototype so yeah be a good game jam game yeah exactly yeah so i'll give this one the make it a seal of approval i guess all right one for one I mean, well, with the one first for one, two. I said break it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> one and one. I used the wrong word in the middle. All right. All right. What's next? Oh, what's next? We're going for three? Okay. Uh, I was originally kind of thinking that well, we, um, we just sort of tackled two concepts per episode. I know I kind of broke that by talking about the origami simulator at the top of things. How about we do another one of these and okay. I'll queue up another two projects. All right. Well, that's going to do it for... Make it or break at episode one. I've been Matt. You can find me at GameThingTalk on a 90skid.com. Attila? You can follow me on Twitter at BluishGreenPro or my personal handle, Attila Gabriel. If you like this idea and some of the other stuff that we've been trying out on the show recently, uh, let us know. You can visit my website at BluishGreenProductions.com and you can submit user feedback about the show. If you have a game idea that you don't mind sharing with the world that you want us to critique, give it a make or break it seal of approval. Um... I don't know if that's something you're comfortable enough with uh, parting with and being spoken aloud to the airwaves. I'd be happy to see it. Well, Tila, you're selling yourself short. You have a, a very experienced, years veteran, proven. You're a game developer. <laughs> okay, You've yeah, made games. A, it's People a buy free games. Consultation. So this, it's a free right. consultation. That's uh, there's value in that, but everyone gets to hear it. It's not one on one. That's the trade-off. The internet nice. is in a is a network of ideas and we're all sharing them. If you're willing. All right, that's going to do it for this one. Bye for now. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs>